I think it's important to know, like, it, this does not look the same for anybody. And that's why we're talking about this, because there right. are a lot of different ways to approach real estate and carve out a niche that, that one, you enjoy helping with. And that doesn't mean that you don't help other clients, but I think also it can really help give you like a good focus in your business um, when it comes down to not just branding, but like your marketing messaging, who you're speaking to. And um, I think it'll help track, track your efforts too. Welcome to the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. On this show, we talk all things mindset, support, and encouragement for the modern mom in real estate that's building a business and raising babes. I'm Brayden McKee, a realtor in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been in the business for five years and I'm a boy mom of two under three. And I'm Alyssa Stalker. I'm a realtor in Ventura County, California, and a mom of two under two. And together, we're bringing our entrepreneurial backgrounds and digital marketing expertise to change the way a modern mama does real estate. Whether you're here for the support or our tactical tips for building a business, we are rooting for your growth. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. It's Brayden and Alyssa here today with you. Hey, and we're really excited because we're talking about kind of a different topic than a different style of podcast than we normally do. Um, and we're going to be talking about a ton of different uh, real estate niches and specialties. So I think this is going to be super fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun too, because I think a lot of people, like when they stumble into a niche, they like accidentally do typically. Yeah. And I think there's people who take like a typical route of a starting agent and maybe they want to branch out or find like what they what they really want to help with um, or maybe even just explore it and become more knowledgeable in other areas to diversify so I think this is definitely going to be cool to talk about I certainly do not have experience in all these these types of niches um, I know we we had collectively jotted some ideas down but we'll see um, you know how these fire off and where the discussion goes. I'm excited. Yeah. So did you pull, I know I, I pulled a list. Um, did you pull some as well? I just like wrote a couple down, but okay. like I have yours too in front okay. of me. Cool. And I want to tell you something else too, before we get started, I was listening to something earlier today and I heard that the, the current statistic for podcasts is 20% of podcasts will make it past a year. That means like 80% of podcasts that are started don't make it. And while we're, I was looking at our stats, we're not quite at a year. Our anniversary will be at the end of summer. This community has been around longer than a year. If you're new here, we actually started as a clubhouse room um, over a year ago. Um, and then moved to like this Facebook group, our Facebook support group, which is alive and well today. But the podcast started in August of last year, but we've had almost 4,000 plays. So I Woo! think that that's pretty <laughs> incredible. Yeah. And I just wanted to tell you that before we get, get off into the topic, um, I am so proud of this community and I think that's amazing that we'll be, be part of that 20%, um, something that just kind of you know, unfolded out of a clubhouse chat, which I don't know who's using that these days anymore. <laughs> we, I certainly haven't opened it in a long time, but 
um yeah so that I was stoked I was like that's "That's amazing yeah that's really cool wanted to share that with you that's yeah I love that and you know what if you're listening to this podcast that is all because of you like you guys have been Mm -hmm. here and you listen to the podcast and share it and leave reviews and are a part of our Facebook community and that's all because of the community of moms that's around us and so thank you we appreciate it and that's really cool to know that like we're coming up on our one year anniversary and you know it's kind of it's just been this really cool thing to come out of uh you know just what started really with an Instagram message between me and you (laughs) just you know chatting about being moms and having toddlers and being real estate agents yeah (laughs) and we have we have had some really awesome guests. We've had a merch collab. Like we've had a lot of really cool things transpire. And, you know, because of this community, it's why we keep showing up. Like that's what you guys are like, what is making us that 20%. It's not, it's not necessarily our own will because we're like super busy people. And we really do this, I think as a, as a vent, like it's fun for us. And it's like our chance to catch up um, and be able to connect with others. But like without the others, this, this wouldn't be happening. We wouldn't be working this into the schedule and showing up in this way. So totally. that's awesome. Yeah. Love that. So awesome. let's get, let's get down to business. Let's hammer through some of these ideas um, and talk about like, like what is a niche and like, maybe it would be helpful if you, Brayden, you can go first, start out with like, I'll <laughs> <laughs> you on the spot. When you, you know, were a bright-eyed, brand-new real estate baby, <laughs> agent, baby agent, we'll say, you know, how did you look at this? Like, did you feel like you were going to, you already knew who you wanted to help? Like, were you going to carve out a niche or were you just like rolling with it? Like, what was your experience? Okay, I wish that I had a great answer for this because I actually went to business school in college and like learned all about having a a niche and um, knowing your ideal, you know, audience and everything. But to be honest, when I got my real estate license, I feel like I was really kind of lost. And I honestly don't think I even knew what to expect. So when I got my license and I started training with my first brokerage, I just wanted to work with like anybody, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know now that like that is such a problem and (laughs) being like, because, you know, like they were teaching me like this was very much, you know, part like literally when I had to cold call my friends and tell them I was in real estate now. And it was like, if you know anybody looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest, please call me. And it was right. (laughs) right. So that's where I started. Um, and I'll be honest, like I worked, I worked a couple of rentals and then I worked a couple, I turned a couple of renters into sales and that's kind of how I like evolved. Um, now I work primarily, um, like move up buyers, relocation and new construction. And like some of mm-hmm. those like merge together, but like, mm-hmm. this is almost, I'm almost six years into the business and it, mm-hmm. it's taken me about that time to like, kind of figure out what I like and what I consistently do well and um also like for some reason what kind of clients you know are attracted to me yeah 
totally what about you I feel like, and you have like double the years on me um like I'm in my third year of being licensed and I'm actually I'm pulling up like my commission tracker because one of the things that I know is like I track like where my lead source comes from like yeah. whether it's a referral or social media like I track that in my tracker but I don't really track like type um right and I that's something that I actually have not like I have carved out like who my ideal client is for myself, but like that's something I haven't really been data tracking and had like a good pulse on. So I'm pulling it up just, just to look at it and see like the difference between like last year and this year so far. Um, and when I first started, I mean, I've talked about this before in here, like real estate was like very much like an accidental career for me. Like I, you know, my husband, I had sold some online businesses that we built and decided to invest in real estate. We were doing flips and I, you know, had this digital marketing background. I decided to get my license and just sell like our properties. Um, and then I was like, I really like this and I want to do it. And like my first few transactions were like people that I knew outside of that. And then after that, like, it was like, okay, now I'm, I'm hungry for business. And where I started out as this, like, you know, really, I, I look back and I really was like quite a polished listing agent <laughs> like I had the opportunity to leverage that you know like totally I did a good job marketing and like I did all all the things and I learned a lot about the listing side but then I was like very hungry and just like eager to help anybody because right. I wanted to like start this as a business and I think I I too like I was kind of like all over the place like I would have helped anybody or like you know you're just excited to get a call about real estate and be like yeah right I will take you to show this property like right and I, I think I very much fell into that and I had to like kind of circle back like wait a second like that's what I was really good at that's what I really enjoyed like right you know you know I think I think depending on the market but in most cases people want to say like they really want to be like a listing agent right um, some do um but I also know like a lot of like veteran people who've been in the business a very long time and they they prefer the first time buyer client to this day yes. because they are um sometimes they're more appreciative and then like that that reward satisfaction and then they also have a great formula for you know helping that type of client repeatedly over and over again and they they do like that you know so I think it's important to know like it, this does not look the same for anybody. And that's why we're talking about this because there right. are a lot of different ways to approach real estate and carve out a niche that, that one you enjoy helping with. And that doesn't mean that you don't help other clients, but I think also it can really help give you like a good focus in your business. Um, when it comes down to not just branding, but like your marketing messaging, who you're speaking to and, um, I think it'll help track, track your efforts too, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I've been hammering out, working on trying to build this niche for X amount of months. Here's what I put into it. What, how many, how many transactions have I done in this arena? Like, is this working for me? You know, right. I think it's always good to, to track. And that's literally why I just pulled up my tracker right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, why don't, let's like just start talking about these yeah dive into it so when I was looking at so I had like some that like I had just off the top of my head and I did some research and I found 
like literally you can have any type of niche and specialty in real estate that like you could possibly imagine, which I think is both good news and bad news for the real estate agent. That's Mm -hmm. like typical can get distracted, but you know, very early on Alyssa and I had done like a group exercise with like kind of, um, defining like your like special formula for your business. And I think if you can narrow down on your niche and like what you specialize in one, you can make your, you know, marketing around that, like Alyssa was saying, but two, Mm -hmm. also become like really well known for something and be like the go-to person in your sphere or in your community or um, your network for that area. So Mm -hmm. I found three different like categories and we'll go through each one. And the first one was like a demographic. So you can have a niche in a specific demographic. Um, You can have a niche in a transaction type. Um, And then you can have a niche in a property type. So I think a lot of the moms that are, you know, in our community um, that we come across are mostly in residential real estate. But that does not mean that you have to be like there's you can be in commercial, you can be in industrial, like there's so many different things that you can do um, with these niches and the types of real estate that you can do. So if you feel like, you know, everybody's like doing residential and you're like not into it, maybe look into doing commercial or um, industrial, like there's opportunities everywhere. Um, So let's start with demographics. So uh, the main ones that I found were um, millennials, Gen X, baby boomers, newlyweds, um, divorcees, widows or widowers, and single buyers or sing, uh, people who are single. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, Alyssa, do you have anything to say about the, like the demographic? I know. I think that that's like a really interesting approach. And I think yeah. that also the reason that that I think is a, a super interesting approach is because that's also like how you you can come up with your marketing formula as far as like the the channels in which you're going to market like yeah. where do where do those demographic demographics typically hang out where are they going to receive marketing from you like how you know that sort of thing like what what social media platforms or you know methods of communication you'll use so i think that that's actually something that's a really cool approach rather than like the type of transaction just like who do you resonate with or who do you, you know, enjoy helping and where can you meet them? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me personally, I still feel like this is kind of broad. Like if you go, if you go about niching yourself with a demographic, I still think that you kind of need to maybe narrow down your focus a little bit. Um, But this will make it very clear because how you market to somebody who's like a millennial or a Gen Z to how you would market to a Gen X or baby boomer is going Mm -hmm. to be vastly different. And you need to know like where your, your ideal client is at in order to effectively reach them. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a great point. I think so. And I think, um, you know, not every transaction fits into like one box either. Totally. It could be a divorce sale and they're downsizing or they could be downsizing and relocating. Like, 
you know, so same thing when you're approaching it from this demographic viewpoint, like they, they could fill a lot of different boxes, you know, and I think I kind of like making like, you know, like a four box chart, if you will. I don't know what they're called. You know what I'm talking about? Like you take a piece of paper. Like like it looks like the four square. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like I was actually just doing, I've been doing lots of things with these four square technical term chart um, <laughs> lately and like I love I love like seeing the overlap and just kind of looking at the data like that and like you know you don't have to be in one box like you can overlap in multiple and I was just like I told you I was looking at my tracker and like it's really interesting because the types of clients I've I've helped I've had like almost the same amount or close to the same amount in multiple categories um of the type of clients that I've helped. And I think then taking that down even a step further and like, okay, what was their age group, you know, beyond that, you know, and then determining where they came from. I think knowing these data points is like huge in your business because not only does it tell you where you've been and help you, you know, improve that current recipe, it can dictate where you're going in the future. Like, Say you've been marketing to one type of person or one type of client for so long and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I've only helped one of those and I've literally been talking about this for like a year. Why am I even trying to talk to this client? You know, totally. I yeah. think that's really important to look at. I don't know if you guys do that, but yeah, um, something I, I've become over the course of my career, a lot more data-driven in my decisions and less, like, emotional of, like, necessarily, like, well, what do I want? What do I like? I think that's important, but I think there's a way to, like, look at the data and put what you want in, like, into smart decisions. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense, because that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't necessarily have one niche, because a lot of my clients are either they're move up buyers and new construction or they're relocation and new construction transactions where they're relocating and buying new construction here in Phoenix, Mm -hmm. or they're moving up to a bigger house and they are often purchasing that bigger house as Mm -hmm. they're purchasing a new construction over a resale property. Um, and that's just kind of been like the emerging, um, pattern that I've been seeing like over really like the last three years and so that's you know when I was like okay well I can't be like too rigid on it because obviously I'm noticing a pattern in my business and at that point it's like okay well I need to get really good at relocation and like narrowing down that process I need to get really good at you know uh, refining the new construction piece and then helping the move up buyers like navigate you know, when to sell, when buying new construction. And you kind of just figure out, I think, over time, what that looks like in your own business. Yeah. And hey, did you know that we have a merch collab? Yep, that's right. We did a collab with Basically Casey to bring you some super cute modern real estate mama merch and designs for when you're out showing, out with the kids at the park. So you can have cute realtor mom gear without being tacky. Go check it out. We'll have the link in the show notes. Yeah. 
and and just like from an alternative perspective like i'm in i'm in a pretty like developed coastal community in california and i mean developed meaning like they're like developed as far as they want to be <laughs> like they, right. they don't really want to like continue building like new construction here is very very rare like yeah. we will have a new community and it'll sell out like sell over a few years and we don't see another one for a while so that's not something like I've had experience in new construction because I personally bought new construction and I have helped some people but that's not a common thing here um but I've definitely I've learned some things about it so I think that's also important to note like you know sometimes people fall into these categories for example probate like you may not set out to help probate but that could have been a referral someone you know like usually I would say that's probably how you end up in that niche have you done a probate so um I have not I've been interested in it to be honest like last year I was looking into it um my mom has experience like just personally um with probate in her Mm -hmm. life but we haven't necessarily done any like probate transactions on at least on the listing side yeah I have not either um on the listing side like when we were like looking at you know flips and investment properties that's a pretty common yeah type but um and like trust sales and stuff like that but I have not um personally serviced one so also they're like you know foreclosures and other types of there's other types of related categories that people who've been in the business for a really long time um have you know had experience with this especially you know during the the major shift of the market after you know the recession but that's not really like a common type of you know transaction today right right totally I think And I think with that, like, we have to take into account, like, there's, uh, the market is always changing. And like, you know, let's say you and I haven't personally experienced anything else really than like a strong Mm -hmm. seller's market. Mm -hmm. And so if the market were to shift, and it would not be in favor of being solely like, uh, listing heavy, like if we needed to, um, or if we needed to, like, you know, work distressed sellers, or, helping buyers buy properties that are distressed um, or from distressed sellers, you know, the market will open up opportunities for, I think, more transaction um, type niches and specialties as it ebbs and flows, you know, long-term, like throughout the years, you know, because we just, we never know what we will have to do to adapt and adjust over time. (laughs) Do you have a baby situation right now? (laughs) Yeah, I have like a coughing situation. So I (laughs) if you hear me, I have this like, I'm not sick. It's like a tickle that won't go away. But I'm like trying to cover my microphone. I don't have a mute button on this. So I know there's not a mute button on this. And I wish there was maybe we should look into a solution. So we have cleaner recordings. But um, seriously, but yeah, um, it's never be sorry because that's like what we're here (laughs) for we're moms so we gotta do what we gotta do um so something else that I want to talk about like if you you know we're talking about landing into some of these niches through you know experience referrals or dealing with it you know this 
through happenstance getting into a transaction with it. It's good because you have, you know, an experience with it and, you know, ability to feel confident the next time that comes around. But if you want to truly pursue something as a niche, you do not have to have experience per se in it. Um, One of the things that I was actually looking at recently was a luxury certification. Um, I have sold some luxury homes and I am personally working on like increasing my overall average price point in my business. Um, But there are certification courses out there for many different types of niches. And as I was looking specifically at the luxury one, um, one of the parts of qualifying was like, you know, for, um, you know, how long you need to do the course. Like, I think it was just like how in depth it was for you, like based on how many of this type of transaction have you had in this amount of time, like, or how much have you sold in in this amount of time. And then there was like more of like a fast track type class. Um, And so I think that that's something that that's important to consider. Like if you're looking to carve out something different, just go seek it out and get that certification. That's definitely going to set you apart in your marketing and you're going to feel well equipped without having to need to um, experience it firsthand before you can, you know, market yourself that way. Um, I know, I know there are um, new construction certifications. I mean, I think there's a certification for any type of niche out there. If you, if you seek it out. Um, So that's, that's something to think about. And another really popular overlapping niche, I think, is um, short-term rental clients. Um, Yeah. One thing we're seeing right now is people who are interested in house hacking for whatever reason. Um, Like in the California market I'm in, there are people who they're, you know, they're looking at it from the standpoint of maybe they're an entry-level buyer and they feel priced out of the market right now, but some people are choosing to buy a multi-unit and rent out, you know, the other side of it while they live in one side and they're house hacking. Um, some people are looking at the standpoint of, well, I'm priced out right now here, but I'd love to own something and put my money towards a strong investment. I'm going to invest in another area, um, in state or out of state. Um, that is, you know, a price point I can get into. Um, and I think that that's, super smart to be able to because because not only are you you're serving your community typically right as a real estate agent but you're also helping people make smart decisions and investments even when that can't be done directly in front of you and I think that also builds a great referral arm as well so a lot of these niches are like a, a catalyst to something bigger something greater or you know, an overlap, if you will. Yeah. Um, I think that that's something really cool. So like, for example, like to tie it all in together um, from like what we started talking about, like if you're going demographics, you're helping millennials and then that turns into first time buyers, but say that turns into house hacking and not actually relocating, but, but in another market, like there's a lot of overlap in that. And if you can imagine there are quite there are a lot of people who want to do that very thing. Like if you just put it out there and marketed um, and not to mention all the people who aren't aware or they may be aware, but not haven't explored because they haven't had the information at their fingertips about using their equity equity to buy an investment property. The term investor has just been kind of, I think tossed around up until recently, like somebody who has like a bunch of cash on hand or like, they have all this knowledge of, you know, the market or how to do this, but really 
anyone who owns a property is an investor, right? Like yep. anybody is an yep. investor. Um, and people are in such a great equity position right now that they're also able to buy out of areas. So I think that, I think that it's really important to acknowledge there are so many cool ways that these things overlap. And then if you were to sit down and like map this out for yourself, how you could look at what you've done so far, what, what you are interested in doing and, you know, take a look at that data and pair it together and really create like a nice map for yourself of how to position yourself, you know, going forward as you grow in your career um, and carving out specific niches. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a full list that when this episode airs, we can put in the group Mm -hmm. um, that way, if anybody wants to reference it, especially if you're like, you know, feeling like you're just trying to reach everybody, but you know, like you want to get specific and you want to, you know, narrow down your marketing and really, you know, really know who you're talking to when you're marketing. If you're just trying to reach everybody and you're feeling like, okay, what sets me apart? This might really be beneficial to you to be like, you know what, I'm going to go get a certification or I'm going to go, you know, learn everything I can about this type of niche and specialty and start marketing to that. This could help you you know, really brand yourself and narrow down your marketing. So that Mm -hmm. way it doesn't feel like you're trying to compete with every other agent all across the country because you have a very specific person and a type of, you know, buyer or seller that you're trying to reach and you know who that is and you know how to talk Mm -hmm. to them and what their needs are and what, you know, working with you looks like. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this would be like a really good thread to open up as well, like for more people to comment on with their ideas. Oh, that's a good idea. We'll have to write that down. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, um, this was definitely a good one, a little bit different type of topic for us. Um, But I've now been inspired to take a look at my own data and work on, you know, looking at that in more detail and, and I'll always, I'm always revising. I'm always planning and I'm always revising. And I think that totally. uh, these conversations really help me. So I hope that they help others. Absolutely. And ladies, if you guys are, you know, have been listening to the podcast for a while, you've been hanging out with us in the Facebook group. Will you guys do us a favor if you haven't already and leave us a podcast review? Um, one of the ways that we are able to, uh, just share about our community. Um, Apple really rewards uh, for us to have reviews. And of course, if you're going to give us a, like a one-star review, just don't do it. Just like send us a message instead. <laughs> Let us know how we bothered it. you. <laughs> if you're loving it and um, you know, you want to connect with other moms and that's really how we are able to get the word out besides like social media and you guys sharing. So we would really love and appreciate you if you left us a review, um, if you haven't already. Absolutely. And again, like our Facebook group is in the show notes. You can search, um, the modern real estate mama on Facebook and join the group. Um, we have a lot of great conversations happening over there. Um, and please be sure to answer the questions. Um, we really protect the integrity of the group and try to keep it authentic to this community. So if we can't see who you are or your answers to the questions, we cannot add you. So make sure you do that. Um, 
and we'll do our best to reach out if we you know need any clarification but thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week bye If you've been enjoying the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast, it would mean so much to us if you would leave us a review on how this podcast has impacted your listening today. Whether you heard us on Apple or Spotify, your review helps other moms in real estate discover this podcast. Mm-hmm.